with us now is the Finance Minister, Nicola Willis. Hey, Nicola. Hello. You going to go ahead and implement Labor's 39% tax trust, trust tax? Uh, yes, with some changes. Uh, we uh, were concerned when Labor lifted the top tax rate that misaligning it with the trust rate would lead to some avoidance activity. The evidence suggests that is what's happened, so we want those rates to stay in alignment. Ultimately, we'd like both the top rate and the trust rate to be lower, but that's not affordable this term. So what we are doing is looking at how we can fix up that piece of legislation that Labor put through to minimise uh, its impact, but also ensure we get that alignment. What are the changes that you're looking to do? Well, uh, the process at the moment is that the Select Committee have heard a number of submissions and then they come up with a report to Parliament with changes that they're proposing. The sorts of issues that I would be expecting them to look at will be things like uh, a de minimis level, i.e. income below a certain level not being subject uh, to the rate, looking at the um, simplifying the way that processes relate to deceased estates, um, the treatment of energy consumer trusts, those sorts of issues, uh, just to make sure that this law works as well as possible. Right, so, so um, at the moment, the income tax rate that 39% kicks in at is $180,000. Would you, would you consider doing the same for trusts? It's only money over $180,000 that, that has the 39% applied. Uh, no, I think that that would be too high a level. Um, I think what you've got to remember here is that actually these rules only apply to a small proportion of trusts that are actually earning uh, income at the, the level needed. Um, but we are we are very much uh, what's the level at needed? The minimum level. Well, the, the way that it needs to work is that the trust needs to be actually making that income and then distributing it on to beneficiaries. So uh, and that is not the case for all trusts. Some Hold on, trusts are, actually are, you saying, don't have, are you saying that the trusts, the 39% only kicks in on the trusts if they earn more than 180000 No, that's not what I'm saying. What I'm saying is that there are a large number of trusts who don't end up paying that rate because they don't have a... Um, income such that they need to pay a rate on. Of the tax, of the trusts that do pay the rate, it turns out it's about, what, 89% of them would be overtaxed according to IRD. Do you agree with that? Uh, well, look, that's one of the issues that we are working through and as I say that the Select Committee is working through. Uh, we do want to mitigate the risk of overtaxation uh, and there are a number of measures that we can take to ensure that's not the case. Would you? Would you, I mean, so would you make sure that people are not being overtaxed because there are a whole bunch of small business owners who are putting all of their assets into their trust in order to keep them safe, who are now ending up with this great big tax bill they weren't expecting. Would you make sure that that doesn't happen? Well, there's no impact on a small business owner that has a trading company owned by a trust because all of the company profit is paid out as a as a shareholder salary. So uh, there's also no impact if the company reinvests its income in growing its business or if the company distributes its profit to the trust and the trust then allocates the income to the beneficiaries. So I think we have to be careful to note that not all 160,000 trusts will be subject to the trustee tax rate. Um, some only have expenses and prior year's tax losses uh, that reduce their tax liability. Um, so, for example, in 2022, only approximately 76,000 trusts were actually subject to the trustee tax rate. Is Papa going to open the ski field this winter? Uh, well, obviously, there are commercial discussions ongoing uh, on on that matter, and Cabinet has not made any 
decisions about any commercial arrangements that uh, may uh, be in place. What, what, who stuffed this up? Somebody's obviously stuffed this up, right? Is it is it DOC, is it MB, or is it the iwi? Well, I think what is obvious is that when uh, uh, Ruapehu Alpine Lifts chose to take on that significant loan to build the Skywalker, the uh, the gondola, mm. that that debt became very hard to manage, uh, particularly with the COVID effects and the the loss of people on on the mountain because of COVID. And I think you know you had a business that had a huge amount of debt was struggling to pay that debt, and uh, now we find ourselves in a situation where. Uh, finding someone who can take on the infrastructure and the assets is going to be challenging. Yeah, no, and absolutely, that's part of the reason people don't want to take on the business. But that doesn't seem to be the thing that's caused the buyer to walk away, the preferred buyer. The buyer's walked away because the concession is only five years, when historically it's been 30 years. That's a thing that happens between the iwi and dock. Which of those two parties stuffed it up? Well, I think there are a number of factors at play. Uh, I think the concession arrangements and the consenting arrangements are one of the issues that needs to be worked through. Uh, and obviously that's a combination of uh, iwi, uh, DOC, uh, government policy, and those are all issues that we're, we're looking at. Nicola, what do you make of Wayne Brown, the Mayor of Auckland, threatening to stop basically all the transport projects now that the regional fuel tax has been axed? Uh, look, I, I think that's getting a bit ahead of things because actually you've got a government now who are really committed to Auckland transport projects. Uh, the Minister of Transport will soon publish his uh, policy statement on transport and there's going to be a huge amount for Auckland in there and I think the Mayor will be pleased to see that. Uh, look, I'm really proud that we're getting rid of the regional fuel tax and I think uh, Wayne Brown would find it difficult to go and find any Aucklander who says what I really want is to keep paying the regional right. fuel tax so that AT can have more money. He's bluffing, oh, I don't really think He's bluffing though, argument. isn't he, so that you, you stump up more cash to pay for stuff in Auckland? Hey, look, good on him. Every mayor needs to fight for their area and their resources. I get that, but he should be under no illusions. Auckland is a priority for our government and transport investment is a priority for our government. Speaking of bluffing, when the Ministry of Education says that they are going to stop building classrooms if you force them to cut spending, are they bluffing? Well, these two things are not related. It's very frustrating, actually. So the savings exercise that we have initiated mm. is about operating spending. It's nothing to do with capital spending. Uh, what we have said is everyone should be looking at their capital spending to make sure it's lined up because we don't want more situations like we've had with uh, Dunedin Hospital and the Ferry Project where you've had these massive blowouts uh, and then the government's left uh, trying to find cash to fix it. In the case of education, what Minister Stanford tells me, the education minister, is that there has been a pattern of the ministry making commitments uh, but then not actually having the funding to meet those commitments. So the last government uh, made a lot of announcements and now we're left finding the cash to fund them. Hey, so um, Fran O'Sullivan's going to be with us in a minute. She's going to talk about the fact that you and Chris Luxon want to put some private sector bosses, successful ones, into the public sector area. Any places in particular you'd like them to go? Well, look, I've actually just come from a meeting with the public sector chief executives and what the Prime Minister said at that meeting was we're really keen to see the private sector and the public sector work closely together. Mm. Wellington should be listening to what businesses and other stakeholders across the country are thinking and we should be welcoming 
uh, new talent, new ways of thinking at all levels of organisations actually, not just at the chief executive level. Uh, sometimes having that fresh perspective is really helpful. But what we're really focused on is performance. So we're less interested in exactly what kind of CV people have. We're much more interested in are they someone who can drive results who has a proven track record of getting things done and who we can entrust to do the turnaround job that is necessary in so many of our public agencies. Good stuff, Nicola. Thank you so much. Appreciate it as always. Nicola Willis, the Finance Minister. For more from Heather Duplessy Allen Drive, listen live to News Talk ZB from 4pm weekdays or follow the podcast on iHeartRadio.